On today's show, what actually mattered at Mavs Media Day and training camp this past week? What did Luca say? What did Kyrie say? What are we saying about the rookies? Let's talk about what matters on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks. Welcome to the Mavericks. NBA champions. It's good. And the Mavericks have won the game. If you don't believe, you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day, where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, no matter what platform, and to comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section what's one thing from training camp that's not being talked about enough. Want to know that. Today on the show, we'll get into the things that mattered at Mavs training camp and media day. There's tons of quotes. There's stuff flying around. We had a bunch of shows. We had a bunch of interviews and things. So I'm going to break down the things that I think actually mattered for the basketball side for the Mavericks for everything. I'm going to go through Luka, Kyrie, the rookies. Everyone's high on the rookies. Uh, Grant Williams, something with Tim Hardaway, Seth Curry towards the end. And the Mavericks trip they're going on right now. But I want to start here. Luka Doncic is not 100% healthy. I know that the vibes seem immaculate (laughs) with with everything. And they are. I think that this Mavericks team is going in a good direction. I think they did some great things this offseason. I think that the team feels like it fits a lot better. It's got young players, young, exciting players that Mavericks fans are really exciting to see. This season is still going to rise and fall based on what Luka Doncic can do this season, and he's not 100% healthy. We did several episodes during FIBA, the FIBA World Cup, where I said, man, Luka doesn't look right. He just, his left thigh, he had a left thigh strain back in March, and it kind of flared back up, I guess, during FIBA because he was messing with it, and he was, you know, it just didn't seem like it was right. Luca came back into to training camp into media day and said that he has some more appointments on it. He can still play on it. He's not limited in any way right now, but he's not 100%. When asked about it, Jason Kidd said, you know, it's hard to be 100% healthy when you're playing. That's not a great answer that you want from your coach, I don't think. Do I think Jason Kidd was trying to hide something? No, I don't. But uh, I think that him, he, if he came out and said, you know, he's fine. He, he, he'll be he'll be great. We, we've... You know, we've had it looked at, blah, blah, blah. But for him to be like, you know what? He's not 100% healthy. That's not, the, that's not the best, most optimal answer that you could get from a head coach on your star player. And so I think that that's the first thing that stood out to me. What matters? Luca's not 100% healthy. That's something that's going to follow him. And so we'll see if it can get better. Um, does that make me feel better that there's this stuff with Casey Smith now where did he get demoted? Did he move to a different role? What's happening? Tim Cato had a story on The Athletic. You can go read that story from our friend Tim. Uh, so I don't know, but I don't know what's what's going on with that side of things. I don't have enough information to feel like I can comment on that and say what's going on with Casey Smith. But Casey Smith, who was head trainer, then he was director of sports medicine, now in, now in a, you know, a different role. It used to be, well, in Casey Smith, we trust, you know, like put the, put the three fingers up like scouts honor in Casey Smith, we trust. I, and so now I, I don't know about that side of it. It's not a given for me anymore at this point. I, again, I don't have enough information to comment on it, but it doesn't make me feel better that, that that's being moved around and Luca's not 100% healthy. And so that's the first thing. What matters at media day? What mattered at training camp? 
Luka's not 100% healthy. The season still rises and falls on what Luka Doncic can bring to the team. Another quick one on Luka before we move on to, to Kyrie and, and some more happy things for, for sure. It gets, hey, listen, this is going to get better. I promise you. I started with, your star player's not healthy. It's going to get better. Luca and the refs. Luca's relationship with the refs, it might be what it is. It is what it is with Luca because he said at training camp, quote, I said it last year, had some difficult times, but I'm trying. Trust me, I'm trying. Sometimes it's not possible. I'm trying, Jennifer. I added the end part. He said, sometimes it's just not possible. Luca with the refs is going to be another storyline. We've talked about the big things with Luca have been his conditioning, his health, and his relationship with the refs. And if he can't stop screaming at the refs, he got, he got ejected from the last FIBA game. Again, another international tournament where he gets ejected from the game because of screaming at, talking at, yelling at the refs. And so that's another thing. That's a storyline we're going to have to follow this season. It's going to follow Luca. And it's going to continue to be a big storyline around Luka if it starts to affect games. And we saw it all last year affect Mavericks games where Luka is not getting back on defense. The Mavs transition defense suffered because of it. He's slow to get back on defense. You know, he is complaining with the refs mid-play. I mean, there's just moments where it has affected the Mavericks and it just seems like, hey, he's like, I'm trying. I'm trying, Jennifer, but (laughs) it might be what it is at this point. All right, here's the, ha- here's the happy thing. Kyrie Irving, if I had to clarify, is happy, healthy, going into the Mavericks season. Luke Kyrie said at the end of last season, he wasn't 100% healthy. He was dealing with an injury. He was in games off and on. We knew that. We could see it. I just did a, a watch back where I did kind of like a film room thing where I go back and watch some of the the games and quarters from last year. You guys can request them. Subscribe to our subtext if you're interested in that. Click the link in the description. You get text straight from us on Mavs Rumors. You can watch film with me on this. And so I did a watch back and you could just see, like, I don't think Kyrie's 100% healthy right here. Some of the decisions he's making, some of the things he's doing, he doesn't look as explosive. But Kyrie said to us, he's 100% healthy, playing through the injury at the end of the last season. And, you know, now he's back 100% healthy going into this season. That's great. You love that. From Kyrie. Honestly, I would much rather have Kyrie be 100% healthy and Luka not be at 100% because Kyrie's the one that's dealt with injuries a lot more. He's struggled with, with injuries in his career. It's one of, the, one of the things that he struggled with even before some of the off-the-court you know, reasons why he was missing games before. Kyrie is, is healthy. Start there. Kyrie is happy. Dare I say, Kyrie said that the Mavericks are on the top of his list in free agency. He did look elsewhere. He tried to look at other teams and said that they couldn't offer the same amount of money. Hey, money talks. He got the deal he wanted. What happened in Brooklyn? He didn't get the he didn't get offered the deal he wanted. Didn't get offered the long-term deal that he wanted. They didn't think that they could trust him to stay. The Mavericks feel like they, they can trust him. Nico Harrison with that relationship with Kyrie since he was in high school because of Nico Harrison's Nike past. Call him a shoe salesman, but he's got that relationship with Kyrie and that's what's going to keep him around. Jason Kidd. Kyrie's favorite player growing up in New Jersey. Big deal. That's a big deal being connected to him right there. And then his connection with Luca feels like he can win in this situation. All those reasons. And he got the deal that he wanted. Got the player option at the end of his deal. It was a big deal for his uh, his agent, who is his stepmom. And so that was a, a big deal for all of them. And I think everybody just comes into this season feeling much better than Kyrie came into a season with the Celtics or the Nets or the Cavs in, in, in spots in the past. 
Kyrie also told a Maverick staffer that he wished he would have been drafted by the Mavs because the way the organization, quote, supports players and wraps their arms around you. That's a great thing you want to hear from a star player in the league that has a lot of sway that is maybe, maybe the player in the NBA who other players would say is their favorite player the most. I think he would top that list. If everyone said, who's your favorite player? Or who's the, your favorite player to watch or something? Kyrie may be on the top of that list. And so for him to, to say something that glowingly about the organization, I think that's a good thing. With Kyrie in the past, you've seen him say things like that, and then it ends up not it ends up not going his way towards the end, and he ends up, you know, it ends up being different. But at this point, he's happy going into the season. The Mavericks also asked him for input on moves throughout the offseason. He liked Grant Williams. He was a proponent for Grant Williams, thought loved the intangibles that he could bring to this team. Now Grant Williams is on the Mavericks. It's all working together. Kyrie's part of the, you know, like decision, the decision makers. He's being asked things, and uh, and that's that's what he wants. He just wants to be. He wants to be part of it. Wants to be, you know, considered as one of the leaders, one of the you know stars in this team. Where it didn't feel like he was in the past. Great, Luca going into going into the season. He looks not 100 percent healthy. Does look in better shape. His situation with the refs, it's not going to be, maybe going to be the same, but Kyrie is happy and healthy going into the season. I think those are big, big deals for the Dallas Mavericks going into the season. What else? What else mattered at Mavericks media day and training camp? The rookies, man. Everyone's talking about Derek Lively, the second and Olivier Maxence Prosper. Let's talk about those guys, what they're going to do this season on today. (laughs) Coming up next. But before we do, let me, t- <laughs> I almost did like a cold open uh, in the middle. Let me tell you about Ibotta. The weather's getting colder, and that means it's time to stock your closet with winter clothes. You know you got to change from the straight-up Texas summer to the general, generally fall uh, weather. And so you got to get all new clothes. You've got to get stuff like, hey, i got to go out, and I'm, I'm looking for a new jacket soon. I know that if I'm going to get... You know, something, if I'm going to get some clothes or something, you know that Ibotta can give you cash back on hundreds of different grocery items, personal care, pantry goods, clothes, all kinds of stuff. Stores like Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, all those places. You can get cash back. The average Ibotta user earns $100 back per year. That could cover the cost of the new jacket that I want or whatever you want to get this, this season. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much, but with Ibotta, you get real cash back that can cash you out uh, at you know, into your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards you can get too. Download the Ibotta app. Use the code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, to start earning real cash back. Go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app. Use the code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, Ibotta, in the Google Play or App Store. Use the code LOCKED. Yo, you see Apple Jacks? Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. We appreciate each and every one of you doing that again if you want to support our show text the subtext line you can uh send a message send us questions i answer questions all the time on there you get text straight to your phone i'll send any mavs rumors i ever see and read so you don't have to just sit on twitter all day uh click the link in the description to subscribe to that all right isaac let's get into the rest of the things that i think that matter from mavs media day and training camp this past week the rookies are gonna start as a test FEMA apparently is going to do their big test of the emergency alert service. If if your FEMA text went off while I said that, that would be an incredible synergistic moment for me and the government, I guess. For locked, lockdown paths in the government, let's, let's go. But everyone's going to get a text from FEMA. It's like this emergency alert service that's going to go off on Wednesday. 
That's a test. The rookies are going to get a start as a test. They're going to see. Jason Kidd wants to see how they deal with starting with Luka, Kyrie, Grant Williams, and who, you know whoever else starts there. This is going to be something I think some Mavs fans are going to have a hard time with. You won't because you're listening to this show right now and you know the ins and outs of it. They may start. He may. Jason Kidd may start Derek Lively and Omax in these preseason games, in all the preseason games, just to see what it's like. And then game one of the season, Dwight Powell could be in there. Josh Green could be in there. Tim Hardaway could be in there. Like, we don't know what it's going to turn into. We don't know how he how these guys are going to look. And I don't think Jason Kidd knows either. I think he wants to test these guys. And then if that happens, if Dwight starts, Tim Hardaway starts, you know, Josh Green maybe, or let's say he starts Seth Curry, I don't know, Derek Jones Jr., like whoever else. And all of a sudden, people go, wait, I thought the rookies were going to start. It's a test. Jason Kidd has not said, this is my starter. Derek Lively is my starter to start the year. He has not said that. So let's make sure we keep it straight there on what's being reported, on what is said. There's like a vibe that these guys are the starters. People took a quote and kind of ran with it in a way that I don't think is correct. So they're going to start them as a test. Luca, Luca kind of said it best about the rookies. He said, if they work hard, they're going to get minutes for sure. Jason is going to give them an opportunity. But as I said, they both really fight well from what I saw from them. I didn't see much yet. So far, it's been great. They listen to you, and that's all you need. <laughs> that's from Luca on Lively and Omax. They're going to start as a test. So we'll see what happens with them. I'm very excited to see these preseason games. I's going to have, we'll have post games on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts right after these games. So subscribe wherever you're listening to this. I'm excited to see what these guys do. I'm excited to see how they fit in that starting lineup. I know that everyone else is too. The thing about them. Everyone is so high on these guys. <laughs> Everyone is coming in. And you know what I said in the offseason? Man, we're not in the offseason anymore. That made me excited. You know what I said in the offseason? If Jason Kidd or you know other players come in and they st- people start asking about the rookies and they go, yeah, you know, they're 19, 21. Like they're just their first year in the NBA playing with Luka and Kyrie. It's, just, it's a lot for them. We want to bring them along slow. They're not saying that. They're not saying we're going to bring them along slowly. They're not saying that, you know, hey, they, you know, we'll see what happens. Nico Harrison saying, oh, they may spend some time in the G League. They, he didn't say that. He said the opposite of that. He said they're going to be part. Jason Kidd said these guys are going to be part of the fabric of our team. Nico Harrison, when he acquired them, said these guys are not, I don't see these guys spending a lot of time in the G League. They represent what the Mavericks need, and they can come out, and I, I expect them to play. If anything, let's say what matters from training camp, I think these rookies are going to play. Whereas maybe going into training camp, I thought, all right, there's a chance that we could see Lively in some G League games. Tim McMahon reported that earlier in the offseason. I didn't think Omax would spend time in the G League, but maybe, maybe with his shot. Who knows if he need to work on some stuff, adjust to the speed of the game, going from Marquette to the NBA. But now, at least from what I'm I'm seeing and what I heard at training camp, it sounds like everyone's high on the rookies. And Jason Kidd said this, They've done everything that we've asked them. You look at Lively and the things he's done since August, he's taken a big jump for us. Being able to play with Luka and pick up games, there's some excitement between those two. The Mavericks brought these two guys back, Derek Lively and Omax Prosper, brought them back in August. Everyone else came towards the end of September, came back. Some guys were still here throughout the offseason, but they, they brought Lively and Omax back in August. They've been working. AJ Lawson the other day at training camp said that they're the first ones in the gym, the last ones to leave. These guys are working, man. They're the workhorse, do the dirty work 
defend, hit a three, hit a, hit hit a guy on a roll, block shots, get steals. They're those type of guys. And the Mavericks need those guys desperately. And they're doing that. They're doing those things. Also, Kyrie was asked, and every player was asked on Maverick social media, they asked, who would you want to be stuck on a desert island with? Kyrie said Omax, which I found very interesting. He's a guy that you can always get along with. He's like so friendly. The other day I did a sit down interview with him. You can go listen to that from yesterday's show. You can watch it on our YouTube channel too. And I could tell he was just dead tired, but he just sat down. He was very cordial. was like, Hey, I was probably, it was, he was probably so annoyed to see me come up and be like, Hey, I want Omax. <laughs> you know, like all the players I could have asked for, I asked for him and he was like, Ugh. but he didn't, he came in, he was, you know, he's, he's very polite, came and answered all my questions. I was trying to joke with him. He didn't really go with it. Cause I could tell he was, he was just dead tired from, he went, just went through a practice, had a long day the day before. But he's amazing. He's amazing to talk to. He's amazing to hang out with. Kyrie wants to hang out with him on a desert island. So I think that's a good sign that, you know, that these guys are latching on to these guys, getting, you know, they have vets already. When asked about who they would want on a desert island, AJ Lawson, Seth Curry, and Omax, and Derek Lively all said Derek Lively <laughs> on who they would want to spend, spend time with on a desert island. That means something. You've got guys that not only are willing to put in the work, but everyone likes them, wants to hang out with them wants to, you know, be their friend, loves to have them around, that's great. Everyone's so high on these two rookies. They Mavericks picked really high character guys, really high like IQ guys, really high emotional quotient, so EQ guys where they're just really smart when it comes to relationships, really smart. Like Derek Lively in our interview with him, man, like go, go back and listen to it again. He came, he, he came off as not like a 19-year-old kid, man. He's gone through stuff in his life, and you can tell that he's just, he's really emotionally mature. And that's great. You love that. Luca also likes playing with Derek Lively. He was asked about these guys, and they've done it a lot, apparently. Luca said, Both rookies, they're great so far. We played pickup a couple of times. The connection between me and Lively is good. He follows really good, which I was surprised by. Following and following him on the pick and roll is, is awesome. We asked Derek Lively about that in our interview. And he was like, yeah, I've learned so much just by following what Luca wants to do, making sure that I know where to set a screen when he wants one, how to navigate where, he, you know, where he's going to set one and when, do all that. Derek Lively also said from the first pickup game he played before training camp even started, he was on Luca's team. He said he's been on Luca's team every game since then. That's reps. And they've been doing two-a-days. They didn't just do like three practice days, even though it was only three training camp days. They did two-a-days on all those days. So it, they played a lot together. A lot for training camp, I guess. So that's great. You love to see that. Love to see that those guys playing together. Uh, coming up, Grant Williams said something at the end of training camp that was not widely reported, but is huge for the Dallas Mavericks. We'll talk about what that is coming up. Shut it down! Oh, let's go! Home! All right, Isaac, let's talk about what Grant Williams said at the end of training camp. I'm doing what things mattered from Mavs Media Day and training camp this past week. At the end of training camp, they did this whole, you know, stations and they were doing some scrimmaging and here and there. And it's just like everybody's all in different places. And then they come together, this big, huge group, everybody, all the, co all the coaches, all the players, whoever trainers, whoever's out there, they come together in this big group in the middle. And from all the way across the gym, <laughs> media could hear Grant Williams, hold each other accountable. We can't come in sloppy. The only way you win in this league is if you take it every single night. You can't wait till the effing playoffs. He did not say effing. You got to do that as every effing game. 
The Mavericks needed leadership last year. They needed it badly. I go back to the episode I did at the end of last season where I go, the Mavericks' fatal flaw is lack of leadership. Jason Kidd does well when he's got leaders on the court. Jalen Brunson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Dwight Powell, he's got them on the court. They did great. Jalen Brunson leaves, Dorian Finney-Smith leaves, Dwight Powell's in a more limited role even, and then it didn't go so well last year. There are a bunch of other reasons, but I think that was one of them. And now you've got this guy in Grant Williams. Yes, he's 24. Yes, he's, you know, still one of the younger guys on, on this team. He's going to be in a big role. Jason Kidd already has him part of the big group, quote-unquote the big group, which is the guaranteed starters of Luka, Kyrie, and Grant Williams. I didn't ask Jason Kidd about the leadership council. I really wanted to, but I asked him who would be the leaders, and he mentioned Luka, Kyrie, and Grant. And then he mentioned like eight more players. <laughs> but those are the first three names. Those are the first three names he mentioned. Grant Williams' leadership and Grant Williams' ability to connect with Luka, I think, connect with everybody else on this team, to talk, just to be that defensive leader, to talk on the floor. He talked about that with us, about how he can be the guy that can be that vocal leader. They need that. And if Grant Williams can be that, he can be the vocal leader. I think that's huge for this Mavericks team. Defensively, they need someone to bark out calls, to bark out where things are coming from, to bark at guys when they're in the wrong spot. Grant Williams is going to know that. I have no doubt in my mind he's going to learn the defense really well. And he's going to he's gonna be able to defend in ways the Mavericks haven't had in the past years. He's going to be able to defend bigs and bigger wings and all that. And the Mavericks haven't had that in a while. The Mavericks didn't even have centers that could guard bigs last year. Now they've got a four that can guard big, that can guard centers in Grant Williams. I'm excited to see what Grant Williams can do on this team. I also asked Grant Williams who the best shooter is on the Mavericks. And he said, you know, it's between Tim and myself. <laughs> you love the confidence, but hey, he hit seven threes in a game seven. The Mavericks needed a guy like that. They, got, they had Maxi hit eight threes in a game in the playoffs to win them a game. Reggie Bullock would hit like seven threes in a game every once in a while, like six, five, six, seven threes in a game. They need a guy to get hot like that. And Grant Williams is the guy that can do that. His defensive leadership, his ability to shoot, huge, massive. They need that so badly. And I think he's ready for that role. I think he's ready to step up into it. He averaged like 26 minutes a game last year. Going way up, man. Over, He's got to be over 30. They're gonna run. They're gonna run for. They're gonna run him like they did uh, Dorian and Reggie. Probably, he's got to be ready for it. But I think he is. He's so ready to step up into that spot. He. This probably doesn't matter as much as I'm gonna read into it, but I am. I'm gonna do it. Tell me not to. Tell me. Tell me I can. Grant Williams came in to our interview with us, like a podcast of covering the team. Not one of the biggest outlets to cover. We're the biggest podcast that covers the Mavericks, but not one of the biggest outlets, not like the Dallas Morning News or ESPN or The Athletic or one of those. Grant Williams came in and is like, I know you guys. As if he had like done research. He is, he's, he knows. He's, he comes in and if he, if he came down to that detail, like think about what he's doing for basketball, the thing that matters <laughs> in his life, right? Like if he's thinking about ans like extra ancillary things around his his world when it comes to basketball. Think about what he's doing on the actual basketball court. That's that's what I took away from that, is if he's detail-oriented like that, I think he's going to do that on basketball. And the Mavericks needed somebody desperately to be detail-oriented, to know everything about that defense, to be able to tell people where to go. The Mavericks needed somebody last year to push, <laughs> to push guys into the right spot. And I think Grant Williams is going to do that. I'm really excited to see it. Another thing with Tim Hardaway, 
Tim Hardaway thought he wasn't coming back. He said, I didn't know if I was going to be here, to be honest with you. He thought he was going to get traded. Honestly, I thought he was going to get traded. Isaac really thought he was going to get traded. Hasn't happened, didn't happen yet. Still on the team. And then Jason Kidd with Mark Stein before training camp and every before guys even came back said, I've talked to Tim about being sixth man of the year. Okay, well, we're like, all right, it's a good role for him. We'll see. Brad Townsend asked him at media day. He said, is it about being sixth man? Tim stops him in the middle of his question and said, you guys heard it first from, from him. You guys heard it first. He said, I'm a hybrid at this point in my career. I, I think it matters just in the sense that we asked guys who was, what happened last year. We asked like a bunch of vets from last year and Jason Kidd was asked last year and he, everybody talked about guys didn't know their role. And now Tim is the guy that seems to not know what his role is. I think Jaden Hardy might be a guy this year that doesn't know what his role is. Where does he fit in the pecking order of rotation? And so if you're watching for that, if that was a big thing that mattered last year that Jason Kidd talked about, Markeith told us that guys didn't know what their roles were. Now we've already got a guy that doesn't, doesn't necessarily know what his role is. On the court, he does. That's a big difference. I think guys on the court last year may not have known what their roles were, but Tim knows what his role is when he gets on the court. But when, when is he going to get on the court? He's not a starter, apparently. He's going to be coming off the bench. He didn't know that. I don't know. I don't think it matters a ton. I didn't put it high up in this list that I did, but something to watch, something to, to watch out for. Um, we know if someone's going to get traded, it's probably going to be Tim. So that may be a thing that, that doesn't matter later in the season, but he's on the team right now. Uh, other things, Seth Curry. Seth said, I can make shots and Luca can still pass. Let's go. <laughs> that matters. The Mavericks three-point shooting got way better this offseason, I think. Grant Williams shoots 40% from three, shot 41% the year before, shot 40% last year, shot well in the playoffs too. Tim Hardaway's still on this team. Jaden Hardy's still on the team. Kyrie's still on the team. And now Seth Curry back. Seth Curry being able to hit shots, huge for the Mavericks. They, they've got guaranteed three-point shooter. Remember how many times last year we were like, all right, it's, it's Dorian and Maxie, and Reggie, and Tim, and like all these guys are so streaky, and, and Dinwiddie, how streaky can all those guys, and Luca? how streaky can all those guys be? Now you've got some guaranteed guys that'll hit some shots. Like there, <laughs> there were times last year for all the crap we give Christian Wood about everything. He was their best three-point shooter at times last year. Like the one that I said, man, if, I, if I'm just like, all right, I got to pick one guy for a three to go in. <laughs> On any given day, I may have picked Christian Wood at times last year. He's very consistent as a three-point shooter for the Mavericks. Now you've got Seth Curry, Grant Williams, you know, Hardy, Tim, Tim's still there. Like you've got guys that can be consistent and can hit some shots. And you've got, and Kyrie definitely can be consistent making shots. Huge for the Mavericks. Last thing here. The Mavericks are on a 13-day international road trip that should help their chemistry. Chemistry was not high last year. The vibes were not immaculate. The year before, chemistry was great. Year before that, even, Mavericks chemistry was great. They were doing the, the DJ videos at, uh, in the bubble, and they were having fun, and they were enjoying being with each other. That was a bonding experience for all those guys. Now, they're on this long international trip where we already saw videos of them riding camels and playing Xbox in the middle of the desert. <laughs> they're playing 2K in the middle of the desert. They need, a, they need a thing like this. I think that this road trip can be really good for them. They get some time off to come. They get like nine full days off when they come back before their next preseason game. So I think that that's going to be huge for them to readjust and come back and 
It won't be like the China trip hangover from a couple years ago. I think this is going to be really good for them and their chemistry. I think they're going to get together, and they needed this for, for chemistry. So I think this will be I think this will be helpful. The Mavericks are pitching it as that is, is what's going to be helpful, and I think I believe them. I think I'll believe the propaganda on that one for this one. Let me know in the comment section what's one thing from uh, from Media Day training camp that you think is not talked about enough. I'm curious what you think about that. Subscribe to our subtext if you want to support the show. Get text straight to your phone. Watch watchbacks with me and all that kind of stuff, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.